0: Some good songs. Appreciate that. If you have your Bibles, you can turn. and I'll be there in a little while. I don't know where, though. (laughs) So just look at the screen, if you would. (laughs) That'd probably be the best bet. I remember when uh, we were going through the pandemic, I spoke on uh, security of the believer, and uh, we here at the church believe, once saved, always saved. And uh, we believe in security of the believer because our salvation is not based upon us, but it's based upon Christ and his work and our faith in that. And so, uh, but a lot of people get confused. And so I wanted to share this. Uh title of my message this morning is, What Will You Believe In? Man's Opinions or God's Word? <laughs> And when you talk to a lot of people, say, well, I, I think, you know, you can lose your salvation or whatever it might be. Uh, they give these answers without scriptural support or they take a verse out of its context, even out of its dispensation. That's why we always say, time past Genesis through Mid-Acts, but now, Mid-Acts through Romans through Philemon, ages to come, Hebrews, through revelation to the Jewish people there. And so I say that because a lot of people get confused when somebody will use a Bible verse. And uh, James 2.24 is an example of that. James 2.24, you see then how that, by by works of uh, works a man is justified and not by faith alone. In other words, he says that, It's not enough just to have faith, you need to have works that goes with your faith. And so as a result of that, people will use that verse to say, see, they haven't had any works in their life so they must not be saved or they've lost their salvation because they're not doing anything for God now. You can see how they could use that verse. I remember when I was in Lancaster, Ohio many years ago and uh, loved the preacher, still do. uh, But he preached a message, and he said this. He says, don't think that one-time experience will get you to heaven. And uh, I think about that. That's the last Sunday Carol and I attended. We started looking for another church at that time because that was given the possibility of you could lose your salvation. You need to get saved again. Then you could lose your salvation. You could get saved again. And, uh, you know, people will use, and then they'll go to a verse like James we read. Uh, But remember who James was written to. It's written for the Jews for the ages to come. In the first verse of the first chapter, it states unto the 12 tribes of Israel. And it's not even talking to us, the body of Christ. And so Paul comes on the scene, the but now, the dispensation of the grace of God, the mystery program of the body of Christ, he comes on the scene, he says something like this in 1 Corinthians 5.1. He'll say this, it is reported commonly that there is fornication, immorality, among you, you believers, he's talking to believers here. And such fornication, it is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. In other words, what they're talking about here is incest. And so he said, Hey, believers, it's been reported to me about this going on. Now, this is among believers. Now, is that person lost or saved? Huh? Well, they're saved if they've ever been saved, right? Notice what he says in verse 5 then. First Corinthians, note. And Paul's prayed this to deliver such a one, this fornicator, unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that they might go through some stuff, that they might repent and get back with him, or perhaps be better, take him on home, be it the Lord. Now, go back to that verse again, if you would, guys, okay? Go back to that verse. For the destruction of flesh, that the Spirit may be saved. You say, he said, it, it might be better they go on home and be with the Lord. Their soul and spirit's safe because it's been saved by the grace of God. And so how could Paul say that? Well, you know, that conflicts with James chapter 2, doesn't it? It states this in uh, Romans 4, 5. He says this, but to him that worketh, what? Not but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. No works necessary. So one says faith plus works. Paul says faith alone, through grace alone, saves a person. And that's important to get a hold of that. Now we know we all should strive to live godly lives as believers. We should try to serve the Lord. Our goal is to be God's kind of person. Our goal is to please our Heavenly Father. We understand that. And by the way, grace never gives license to sin. Just because you are saved for eternity, that doesn't give you a license to sin. God expects you to live holy. Huh? So I thought I'd say that real fast. Now, some criticize other people for sinning. They see a believer sin. They say, well, they've lost their salvation. Or they'll come back and say, well, they were never saved in the first place. You've heard that before, right? Well, I can agree that maybe they've never been saved before. I I can agree with that. But to say that they've lost their salvation, I can't agree with that whatsoever because that is an impossibility. If they believe the gospel, they are saved, still, they're going to heaven. Now, they might go to heaven and be ashamed when they stand before God and go into eternity with that, but they're going to heaven. If God started you, God will finish you. That's God's promise to us, okay? Now, we know after a lot of years in the ministry that even Christians, good saved people, they can drift and get away from God. They can get away from God and go into deep sin. Now, they shouldn't, but sometimes they do. Paul even said, Demas, my fellow servant, he traveled with me, has forsaken me for the cares of this world, for the lights, the attractions of this world. And so it does happen in a person's life and so it's not correct to say, well, they've lost their salvation. It's not correct to say, well, maybe they weren't saved, though you might be able to agree with that until you get to heaven. Only God knows, right? But let me just show you some reasons why if you're saved, you're always saved, okay? If you think you can lose your salvation, okay, here's some things, some hurdles you have to climb over if you, you go that direction. one, you'd have to return completely to your previous lost position. If you're lost again, you have to go to your lost position you had before you became a believer. You'd have to become spiritually dead. You'd have to be rejected by God, an alien again. You would have to be enslaved by the devil, the world, and your flesh again. Somebody said, when you get saved, 33 things happen to you. I read another book, and they had 50 things. Another one had 100 things. Whatever how many things they are, if you could become lost again, you would have to reverse all those things. Now, think that through. As a matter of fact, you know what you would have to do to be lost again? You would have to be unglorified, unjustified, uncalled, unpredestinated, Unforknown, out of the mind of Almighty God Himself. And let me just say something to you that's impossible. You don't have to worry about that. Secondly, you'd have to be taken out of Christ and put back into Adam. You know, when you got saved, He took you, in the Spirit of God, and He placed you into Christ. You're no longer in Adam in hell, as a sinner going to hell. Now you're in Christ on your way to heaven. You're a child of God. Your sins are forgiven. You'd have to be taken out of Christ and placed back into Adam as a sinner on your way to hell and so on. Who has the power to be able to do that? Huh? Only God. 1 Corinthians 15, 22 says this, for as in Adam all dies, so even so in Christ, in Christ shall all be made alive. It states this in John 6.37, a great old verse. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. (laughs) That has the ideal, the application to us today that once you're in Christ, he's not letting you go. (laughs) I like that. Something else, that means, if you think you can lose your salvation, that means you've tried to maintain a certain level of living. You haven't lived up to that level, you think, that kept you saved. And by doing that then, you've made your salvation determined by your own works. You've changed it from grace to works, huh? You are denying Christ's finished work as being sufficient to save your soul. And you've made salvation by works. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, we know it, but when do we believe it? For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift, a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should. How hard is that to understand? Has nothing to do with how I work or what I do. It has everything to do with what Christ has accomplished through his death, burial, and his resurrection. Amen? Amen. Number four. You never could be saved again because Christ died once. Romans 6.10 says this here. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God, the Father, of course. Let me just say something. If If Christ couldn't save you the first time, what makes you think he can save you the second time or the third time or the fourth time? You see, by you doing, saying that again and again and again, what you're saying is, it's not looking, you're not looking at Christ's work, you're looking at your own work. Thus, it's a work-oriented salvation that you're clinging to. Number five, you have to deny God's promises that say he saved us. Titus 1-2 is a great verse in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. He promised that those who would believe in him, when he saved them, it would be eternal. He says, Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you, saving you, will perform it for how long? Until the day of Jesus Christ, until you go home to be with him. Ephesians 4.32 says this, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath past tense forgiven you. It's a done deal. God promises us when we come by faith in the finished work of Christ, when we believe in that, in our heart, we are saved, we've been saved, it's over, we're settled, we're on our way to glory. To be lost again, you would have to deny Christ's perfect, sinless, shed blood and its power. You're denying that when you say you can be lost again. Colossians 1.13 says this here, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. And that's not the verse I wanted, but it goes on to state in verse 14, I believe it is, Through the blood of Jesus Christ. Romans 5, 9, in whom we have redemption, how? Through his blood. Okay, much more than being now justified by his what? Blood we shall be saved from the tribulation, wrath through him, and so on. The blood of Jesus Christ has power. When he shed that sinless blood, that was sufficient accepted by Almighty God the Father, as the final sacrifice for all times, You talk about power, that's power to erase all of man's sins. Something else, you'd have to deny God's gospel, death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and its power. Romans 1.16 says this here, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it, the gospel, is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. You see that that gospel has the power to save your soul for all eternity. The blood has, the gospel has. And then also to be lost again, you'd have to deny God's grace. Romans 4 or 324 says this here. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Freely. Do you know something? You can't earn your salvation. You don't merit it. You can't inherit it. You can't buy it. You can't work for it. You can't keep it. You don't even deserve it. So God says, stop insulting me and the accomplishment of my son on that cross and that empty tomb. Not only that, you'd have to deny or stop his purpose. You know, when the decree of God is decreed, nothing can prevent it. When he says it's going to happen, it's going to happen. The Bible states this in Ephesians 1.11. Ephesians 1.11. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of God of his own will verse 4 says this here according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy without blame before him in love you know once saved god predestinates those who come to him by faith and by the way god never predestinates anyone to heaven he never predestinates anyone to hell He predestinates those who get saved to be conformed to the image of His Son. He predestinates us to be completed. And the wonderful thing about this verse I just read, what He starts, He finishes. And if He has started you by saving you one time when you believed in the gospel, okay, He will finish you. That's his promise to you. Do you know God, he's omniscient and he knows who's going to be saved, by the way. Right? He knows who's going to be saved. He never would have chosen you to start if he wasn't going to complete you. Amen? Some of you are thinking on that. That's okay. You see, he gives us eternal life. Now, if he gives us the beginning of that eternal life. If it were to stop along the way, it wouldn't be eternal. But the fact that it doesn't stop, it is eternal. Something else, you'd have to be confused between your position in Christ and your practice in life. And a lot of people are there. Or Ephesians 1 6 says, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. The reason I'm accepted is I'm in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it states, Therefore, if any man beware, in Christ. He's a new creature. Old things pass away, behold, all things become new. The reason now I'm safe, secure, I'm a new person, because I'm in Christ. How did I get in Christ? I believed the gospel of grace, death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and that moment the Spirit of God placed me in Christ. Now I'm in Christ, and because I'm in Christ, I'm accepted by God Almighty, the Father himself. Thank God for salvation. Amen? You know, people, they can criticize your practice. uh, And they do. But they can't criticize your position, okay? God accepts your position in his son, and that never changes. Huh? You see, I'm in him, and he's in the father. The reason I'm accepted, when the father sees me, he sees his son. Doesn't see Jim Devaney in his sin, all of that. He sees his son's righteousness covering me. That's why I'm always accepted. And the last thing is this here. You'd have to deny the Holy Spirit's work. If you think you'd be lost, you'd have to deny the Holy Spirit's work. Ephesians 1.13 says this. In whom you also trusted Christ, after that you heard the word of truth, faith cometh by hearing, the gospel, death, burial, resurrection of Christ, of your salvation, and whom also, after that you believe, when you put your faith, this is for me. I believe it. You were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. When you got saved, the Spirit of God sealed you, and by sealing you, that shows ownership. We now belong to Christ. We've been bought with a price. We don't own ourselves. God owns us since He saved us. Being sealed shows genuineness. Being sealed by the Spirit of God makes us official. It's like you have a car title. In order for it to be legal, it has to have what do you call it? A notary public that seal. That makes it legal. Well, the Holy Spirit is that seal that makes us officially a child of God. Sealing shows protection. I used to drive a U.S. mail truck sometimes in the, in the winter when construction was slow, and so anyway, they'd have U.S. mail on that thing sealed. And if you broke that seal, you were in trouble. Uh, There's no tampering with that seal. Well, with us... We uh, have the Spirit of God, and He is that seal. He is the lock, and nobody is the tamper with that. And then it shows guarantee. When He seals it, He guarantees us final delivery. Amen? Hebrews 12.2 says this, Looking into Jesus, the author, and what? guaranteed final delivery, finisher of our faith. Amen? He says in Ephesians 4.30, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed, there's the Spirit of God, for how long? Until the day of redemption. When is the day of redemption? It's when we're caught up in the rapture, when we go home to be with the Lord. He seals us to present us sealed, delivered to the sun and we go to heaven from there. I've given you this several times but it fits. In Canada they do logging and in winter time they can't put the logs in the streams because they freeze up but what they do they stamp the log then they put it on the frozen rivers then in spring the rivers begin to melt and the logs begin to take their long journey. And when they arrive, they are easily identified because they've been marked, they've been stamped. And when we believe in Christ, we believers, we've been marked, we've been stamped by the seal of God. Amen? Ephesians 1.14, the next verse says this, The Holy Spirit, which is the earnest of our inheritance... You see, the Holy Spirit's seal is God's deposit in us. It's his pledge. It's God's first installment of eternal life. It's God's down payment that promises a full total payment. The Spirit of God is the earnest. God has paid in full the debt The bill, the wage for our sin. When he said on the cross, it is finished. To tell us die, paid in full. Our salvation is secure because of that payment. His payment for us. But our salvation won't see its fullness until we're raptured out of here or go up to meet the Lord in the air. And when we go up, it's then our bodies will be transformed. We will stand before Christ at the judgment seat of Christ, not for our salvation, but for our works, for the way we lived our Christian life. We'll be judged by that, rewarded for the things we did for Christ. And those rewards will be given to us as our inheritance, and we will serve him in heaven then. It states this in Romans 8.23. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of what? Our body. You see, our soul, our spirit is intact, it's saved, it's sealed. Nothing can touch it, but our body is natural. <laughs> Decaying, it's going to die. But when the rapture happens, that body will be transformed, reunited in a glorified way with the soul and the spirit. Romans 8:30. I love the verse. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, Them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also what? Do you know in the purpose and decree of God, those who come by faith in Christ, in his mindset are already glorified because he knows nothing can stop his purpose, his will. They will be glorified. It's our... It's in the past tense. It's a done deal in the mind and the purpose of Almighty God. Now listen to me. I have been saved. I am being saved. I will be saved. I have been justified. I am being sanctified. I will be glorified. I've been saved from the penalty of sin. I am being protected from the power of sin and ultimately I will be delivered, saved from the presence of sin. Colossians 2.13, and you being dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him. Now get this, having forgiven you past, Present future. What sin can I commit to cause me to lose my salvation? It's all forgiven already. <laughs> now Get a hold of that. Stop saying, oh golly, have I done enough? Am I lost? Am I saved? What listen, if you believed in the gospel, you're saved forever. What a blessing that we have. But remember, God has obligated himself to assure our salvation will be completed, brought to a successful completion in heaven. That word earnest in Ephesians 1, 14 there, the word earnest, the Spirit of God, which is the earnest of our inheritance. If one defaults in their agreement, To not fulfill the rest that's owed, the earnest down payment is lost or forfeited. Right? Now think, God the Father has given His Son to pay our total sin debt. But also He's given us, we who have believed in the gospel of grace, He's given us His earnest in the person of the Holy Spirit. He's given us the down payment on our eternity, the Spirit of God. If God would default on his promise or on or complete, if he would default on his promise to complete our eternal salvation, he would have to forfeit what he gave as the earnest payment, the down payment. You get that? That's utterly impossible because the Godhead can never be divided nor separated. That means our total, complete salvation is assured, certain, no doubt about it, guaranteed by God himself. Verse 14 again there of Ephesians 1, until the redemption of the purchased possession. Now get this, unto the praise of his glory. Somebody ought to give God praise this morning. Amen? Amen. Think about this salvation we have. My goodness. And to think that you can look, how could you? It's impossible. But God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners. If Christ loved us as sinners, don't you think he's going to love us as his own? Regardless of what we might do in our life at times, what can separate us from the love of Christ? Nothing. Amen. And then when we go up and we get our glorified bodies, what happens then? Ephesians 2, verse 4 through 7. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us, raised us up together with Christ, by grace are you saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. To think that I have this hope, that's just the beginning of what God's going to do for us throughout all eternity, his kindness and his grace. Because there was a day in our life where we took our stand understanding we were sinners not able to save ourselves we had to look outside of ourselves for someone who could be our savior and we saw who it was Jesus Christ the very son of God leaving heaven's glory coming to sinful earth on an old rugged cross dying shedding his blood bearing him and three days later breaking the, the bondage of death rising victoriously he's alive And he says, whoever will believe in who I am and what I have done, if they will believe that in their heart, they will be saved, they will be sealed, and they will be seeking heaven for all eternity. Amen. Woo! Amen. It's good to be saved. Now the question is, are you saved? And if you're saved, I'm sorry to tell you, you're going to stay saved for eternity, whether you like it or not. But I have a feeling you're going to love it. Thank God for grace. Father, we love you. Thank you for this wonderful salvation. Help us not to take it for granted. It costs you so much, but you give it to us when we just believe And then we begin to learn and grow about the ramifications of that decision and what you've accomplished. And it thrills us. It encourages us. It gives us hope. May we not just make it common. It should be thrilling, exciting because of who you are and what you've done just because you loved us. And Lord, if there's somebody here this morning who's never put their faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, may they do it this moment. May they just bow their heart right now and tell you they believe. They believe this gospel, not just a historic fact, which is true, but it was for them, individually, personally, that he died, shed his blood, and rose again. It was for me, God, to think that through why me? I'm so grateful that it was for me. So just bless the people. Bless our church. May we never ever get over being saved and all the truth that that brings to us in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. We Amen. hope you received a blessing from today's broadcast. We would love to have you visit with us in person. For more information, please visit our website at gpnd.net or contact us by phone at 317-535-3512. You can watch us live and view past services on our website, Facebook, or YouTube channel. Until next broadcast, may God richly bless you as our prayer.